Welcome to the Sugar Rebels Keto and Life Hacks podcast, and this is your host, Anna Dornier. In this podcast, I share groundbreaking information in the areas of the ketogenic diet, biohacking concepts, and my top tips on how to adapt the right mindset that will ultimately help you become more successful in not just improving your health, but ultimately your life. All right. Happy Sunday, everyone. Okay. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Happy Sunday, Adam. Thank you for doing this with us and kicking us off. Um, and make sure that it's this is turned off. Okay. So thank you guys for tuning in. I see we have people coming on already. Um, so we have Adam Gunton. Is, am I saying your name last name right? Gunton. Yeah. Adam Vibe Gunton. Adam Vibe Gunton. Okay, so um, instead of me telling your story, because I, you know, I know a little bit, but you're the best at telling your story, obviously. Um, I want you to just like, you know, I, I'm excited. They have an idea, you know, what you stand for, who you are, uh, based on Recovered on Purpose's mission. But I want um, you to kind of like unfold for us, like, you know, where your story, how it started, your breakthrough, let's start there. Yeah. Well, it was uh, September 28, 2008, and I had been partying and drinking like most nights of my freshman year of college. And I woke up to my phone ringing and vibrating down by my leg. I swam through the soft, light blue satin sheets to find my hard phone with the bright screen that read 4.47 a.m., and my best friend Chucker was calling me. And I remember having the conscious choice in my head that I could either answer this the way I always do with, hey, what's up, Chuck? Or I could answer the way I was feeling with, oh, hello? In my still drunken state, I chose the latter, to which a small voice replied, hey, what's up? Why are you calling me this late? I was just calling to say hi. Don't call me this late again. And I hung up on him and he shot himself. From that moment for the next eight years, I was unable to tell that story to anybody as I bottled it down deeper and deeper with drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol were no longer a, a choice for me. They were no longer a way to party or have fun. They just became a way that I coped with life as I bottled down who I was deeper and deeper. I'm going to fast forward through a whole lot of the, uh, the rough stuff. Um, and I ended up at a point where I had tried everything. I had tried every kind of 12 step fellowship. I had tried church, Bible studies, Buddhist meditations, oneness meditations. Um, I had, I was coached by, uh, Inc 500 top CEOs and New York times bestselling authors that knew I was using, but there was nothing anybody could do for me that, that would work. Um, I, I was, I ended up being found dead behind the wheel of a car of a, of a heroin overdose. And I had to watch that on, on camera because the police had their, their video camera on, on their vest. And so I was on probation, still unable to stop. I would go into my probation officer and ask him to put me in prison because there's nothing I can do. I can't stop. So I got to this point in life where I was going to all these different meetings every day. I was going to all these uh, Bible studies and, and churches and all this stuff. And I got to this point right before this, uh, this Bible study that I was going to every Tuesday at 630, where I was sitting in the car 
that someone had loaned me and I started, I started arguing with God. I was just like, dude, I'm not going to any of this stuff anymore. Um, I've tried everything. There's nothing I can do. I'm not doing this anymore. Just let me die. And I, I was at this crossroads where um, I wanted to kill myself, but I couldn't. I wanted to quit using drugs, but I couldn't. And I didn't want to keep living, but I had to. So I'm sitting there and I'm yelling at him, like, just let me die, dude. Like, just let me die. I'm not going to this Bible study. I'm not going to these meetings anymore, nothing. And he whispered to me and he said, it's time, go. And I remember, like, I heard it, but I got so upset with him because it was like, it was almost like I had heard that a hundred times before. And I started hitting the ceiling and I was yelling at him, like, I'm done with this. I'm sick of this. I'm not going. I quit. Just let me die. And, and uh, he just repeated himself. He just said, it's time, go. And I remember something happened when he repeated himself. And there was like this, this new sense of courage and confidence that flowed into me, even though I was on my first day, clean and sober. Um, but this new sense of, of, okay, maybe it actually is time right now. So I went, boom, went, went to the Bible study. I busted in 12 minutes late. They're all in the middle of prayer. And I just interrupted prayer and yelled. I was like, guys, I used again. Please help me. I can't stop. Please help me. And threw my hands up and I dropped down on my knees. And I was like, please, please. And the thing is, is that they had heard this every week for months because I, I, I was trying everything. But the difference was, was that there was something internal that I, I had figured out that there was nothing else I could do. So that gave me the willingness to do whatever it took, whatever it took. So I had this decision that I had to make. And I remember on my way there that whatever it took, I'm doing this. And so um, we got through the Bible study. And then afterwards, uh, a few of the elders stayed and prayed for me and all that. I haven't used or drank since. Um, on day five, uh, I'm sitting at IHOP with my best friend, Brendan, who is the leader of that Bible study. And we're talking, uh, and I'm on day five, which is at the time, like, that's huge for me. Um, and we're sitting there and we're talking. And then I get this text message on my phone and I open it up. It's just a little flip phone. And I look at it and it's from my dope dealer. And he's like, he's like, Hey, I just got some new stuff. It's fire, bro. I'll give you a free 20 to try out. And right when I finished reading it, I felt the spirit come into my head flow through my body, into the fingertips, into my, into my toes, everything, my body was tingling. And then I lost all my peripheral vision where all I could see was the phone. And then my thumb started texting back. And it was in like, it was in like King James. It was like, ye shall not text me again. And I like going crazy. <laughs> and then at the end of the text message, it said, and fear the pain you cause your son because your son has been blessed with the Holy Spirit. I feel the spirit leave me. And I, and I, as I was writing it, I couldn't read it. So I looked back and I'm like, what the heck? And I was like, dude, and I showed it to Brandon. I was like, dude, that was not me. That was not me, bro. And uh, he like reads it and he's like, okay. Cause it's, it's weird. It, it sounds weird. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. It's not, it's not weird. <laughs> yeah. so that is send. amazing. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I push send. I close my phone. I'm putting it in my pocket. I'm looking down. I'm like, dude, I don't know what the heck was going on there. And I look back up and Jesus is sitting across from me. 
It, wow. His face is in front of Brendan. Um, it's glowing at me, like magnificent, like just, and the entire restaurant completely disappeared. All I could see was his face. And people ask me what he looked like. It's almost, it's, it's really difficult to explain because there was no, there was no, there was no race. There was no, there was no, um, all there was was this beautiful smile and this overwhelming sense of peace that came over me. And I was in the middle of a sentence and I immediately stopped and just fell with my face to the table. And I said, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I came back up and he was gone. So from that moment, I, I decided, and I knew who I was talking to now, but from that moment, I had this, what I, what I believe for me now is I have a cheat code to life. Because on day, on day tw- like from, from day five to day 25, I wasn't relieved of the obsession to use. Like just because I knew Jesus and, and that's not enough. That's not enough. Sorry, like he knows what I mean. I tell him sorry every time for saying this, but it's not enough just to know Jesus. Yeah. So I had to do the steps. I decided, here's what, here's the difference. The whole time I was trying to get clean, for some reason I kept, I thought there was something within me that I would be able to muster up to stop. But the thing was, there's, there's action steps to take that you have to, you have to. So I do, I do all the steps, but on day 25, I did my fifth step, which was basically a confession to somebody, all the, all the troubles of your life. And it's a fact finding mission about what it is that makes you tick on day 26. I had the spiritual awakening that for the first time, since I was 12 years old, I had no desire to drink or use. I had never experienced that since I was 12, where I had no future of drug use in mind on day 30. I had never had 30 days before ever since I was 12 from, from drugs and alcohol. Um, and I still have the journal it's out there actually, but, um, I still have the journal from this day where I'm just like, God, you are so good. Thank you so much for getting me to 30 days. I can't believe it. It would be amazing if I could quit smoking cigarettes. So I decided in that moment, and that's why I say I have a cheat code because I decide, I make a decision and then I put it on him. I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. It's up to you. So I haven't had a drag of a cigarette since day 30. Wow. On day 38, this is eight days away from a pack a day smoking habit. I hopped on a treadmill and I ran a mile in seven minutes and 18 seconds. And I just, I just started going at it. The thing was, was that when I'm on that treadmill, right? My mind is not on how bad this hurts. My mind is on how fast can I run? How, how, how fast can I run? How much power can he give me? How much, what can I do with this life now? Now that I, like the drugs were the, were the thing, the essence of my entire being. And it, to make a decision, the word decision actually comes from the Latin word incision, which means to cut off. So if you make a decision to do something, that means that you literally have to cut something off in your life. And that's no matter what it is. Like this, like this year specifically, I haven't had a soda or an energy drink since January 1st. I just, I just decided. And I told God, I, you know, it's on, it's on you. And, and it's really, it's crazy because when you make this decision and you, and you, you have this, 
whether you're Christian or not, whatever your higher calling is, your higher self, your higher uh, belief, when you put it on that and you make a decision, it makes this, this mental like block, it takes the option away. So people are just, whatever, whatever somebody's struggling with, whether it be, whether it be food or drugs or alcohol or sex or gambling or, or sugar or whatever it is, you have to be willing to make a decision, cut it off and allow the freedom of that to come in. Because I can tell you that my confidence now is like, is beyond, I was homeless. I was kicked out of a homeless shelter 26 wow. months ago. And now like, it's just a new thing, being able to make these decisions for life. And it's not, it's not just drugs. It's not just sugar. It's not just soda. It's like making a decision to go for something also. It's not, you don't just have to cut something off. Yes. Oftentimes we think that we, that we think that cutting things off is going to be what, what fulfills us or what makes us run towards purpose or makes us do this. But in reality, when you're running at purpose, if there's, if you have a reason to cut something off, like let's say if you want to lose weight, you you have to cut off the, the sugary foods. You have to cut off the fast food. You have to cut that off, but you have to have the reason why you're going to cut it off for yourself. And then you make the decision that it's more important to you to access this freedom within you. This it's, it's amazing to accomplish things that you tell yourself you're going to do. If you tell yourself this month, I'm cutting this off and I'm going to, I'm going to get results in my body. And then, and at the end of the month, when you have the progress photos, you can like the sense that you have of yourself. And then you just start stacking them and stacking them and stacking them and stacking them. Because then all of a sudden you can say, I'm going to read 10 pages a day for a month. And then you're like, holy cow, you know, that's, that's about one and a half books, depending on what kind of books you read. Yeah. But the amount of knowledge that you acquired is more than 90% of America acquires just by 10, page, 10 pages a day. Yep. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like speechless. Okay, so this is so powerful. I love it. Okay, so it's, first of all, it's amazing to just hear your story in full. I'm sure that you've, you you said that multiple times because I know that you share your story a lot and you know that that's awesome. Um, you mentioned five steps. You know, first you mentioned something about, you know, just because you have Jesus in you doesn't mean that you know it's gonna be in a, a cakewalk. In fact, sometimes it's the opposite because <laughs> right. he's right. testing you, right? Like, are you actually going to do it this time? Um, so like, what were, were some things that helped you during that process where like, yes, Jesus was in you, but like, what were like your focus or strategies to help you kind of stay on track during those first 25 days? So I had a mentor otherwise known as a sponsor within, within mm -hmm. the fellowships and within the recovery community. Um, and I, I attribute my my sobriety and me being able to get through that part, God, number one, and then me and my sponsor equally, number two, equally, because there were times he picked me up every single morning at 6.30 a.m. 
took me to the movie theater that he managed and we went down in the basement and we worked the, the steps together. And I think, it's, I think it's so vital that people don't go at it alone, whatever it is. I have mentors right now for different parts of my life. I have a mentor that I call every morning that's literally just spiritual. He, he's, uh, he actually, he's in my book, but um, strictly just like, boom, well, this is just correcting me here, correcting me here, sharpening me here, just strictly with the word of God. And then I have mentors that are strictly about messaging and about story and about um, just, just telling you how to speak and how to tell the story like that. Boom, that's all they teach me. And then I have someone that literally just, just coaches me on business. Boom, business, business, business. Because, well, and, and inside of that, friendships are grown. Obviously, we talk about life. And obviously, we talk about this. It turns into life coaching. But the thing is, is that you have to have somebody that knows something about it or else you're shooting in the dark. You, yeah. could, be, you could be going for something that will take you 10 years. Yeah. And with the right guidance, you can do it this year. Yeah, yeah. With the right guidance. So that's... Totally. There's, there's community. I believe that we as humans, um, we were born and we were created to have community. And, and we were created to learn from people that have been through it. There, it, it we need elders. We need people that to guide us. Yeah. It's like the whole point. That's why, that's why the, the, the knowledge industry and why the technology industry, it's not going like this anymore. It's going like this. Yeah. Because there's so many people passing down and passing down and passing down. And if you want something in your life, you need somebody to show you. Don't do it on your own. Yeah. That's that's what helped me. That's the fastest way too, right? Because they've yeah. already learned the mistakes, right? And you're here. Right. It's like a shortcut, right? To to where you want to go. Um, and right. you mentioned five steps. So do you want to talk about all the steps or maybe like certain steps that really like made a huge difference for you? Yeah, so I was stuck in, so the 12 steps, just really quick. It's, uh, we admitted we were powerless over drugs and alcohol and that our lives were unmanageable. Um, came to believe that a power greater than us could relieve us of our insanity, could uh, relieve our sanity. Um, made a decision to to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Um, and then we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So I literally had to sit down and write, like, basically, um, all the things that I've done that, that I'm not proud of, which that's a, that's a huge thing. Like, if you, this is, is this specifically about like health, fitness, that kind of thing? So one, one thing, and this is biblical, like anything that's hidden or in the darkness will be made known and shame and guilt or or if you want to get past something you have to get real with where you're at now you have and it's not you can't just like look at yourself in the mirror and just beat yourself up but you can speak to somebody else the, that the fifth step was so powerful because it's basically i i did the fourth step wrote out everything that you know that I, that makes me tick and then i shared it with somebody all the things that I've done in my life that I'm not proud of. And I shared it with another human being. It's a humbling experience where, where I'm not allowing this to have power over me. I'm not going to allow this, this thing that I've done in my past to continue to pull me down as I'm trying to go into this future. And the way that this works is, and if we're talking specifically about health and wellness, because I have a health coach, I think Adam's going to be on here also, right? Yes, he is. Um, and he's awesome. 
Yeah, he's he's awesome. Do not miss that, guys. Do not miss that. All of my all my health knowledge, all my health wisdom comes straight from him. Um, but basically, I told him where I'm at, dude. I don't like my I don't like this thing that's around my stomach. You know, I I I feel like my you know you can even I'm like looking at myself right now and like this is this is 40, 40, 45 pounds heavier than I was two and a half months or two and a half years ago. Cause, wow. and I had to work on this, you know, every, every uh, six, five or six days a week, minimum, I'm, I'm doing something active, doing something for this. Um, but I had to start with, with saying where I'm at to somebody else that knows how to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. So just like just the same as the fifth step, I tell him, um, all these things about where I'm at, what's making me tick, all these things that I've done, all this, all this, all this stuff that I'm ashamed of, all this stuff that I'm, I feel guilty about. And I just lay it out there so it's no longer eating me up. And then he knows where I want to go is sobriety. So then he starts coaching me through this and gets me to this next point and this next point with no get. If, you, if you're worried about the way that your health coach is going to think about you by saying, I really want to, I want to trim this up. I want to, I want to tighten this up. And I want to lose 23 pounds. Your health coach is going to be like, yes, let's do that. Let's do it together. And they're going to be right there with you alongside. And that's the whole point. And there's different people that do different things. I, you don't want me as a health coach. I'm not, <laughs> not a health coach. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to learn how to write your book from, from being an addict to not, I'm a guy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I can show you step by step. But there's, but there's people that like, when you see Adam, he's going to come on here and talk about health. And you'll see the difference of what the way that I think and the way that he thinks. Of course. But the thing is, is that you are the sum average of the five people you want you you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I, I have this. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. I literally I call it friend inventory. Okay. Uh, TM friend inventory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, <laughs> I'll write down the five people I'm spending the most time with over the last month or three months or year the five people. And then I write down the three emotions that I associate with each of them. What I think that they're feeling regularly. So whether it be excited or, or, or depressed or um, happy, joyful, or sad. And I write those three things down that I associate with them the most. Then I write down the three thoughts that I think that they're thinking the most, whether it be, um, Money, 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 or, or God, 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 or, um, you know, this, this horrible relationship that I'm in that they're constantly thinking about. And I write that thought down and then I write down what I believe their income is, whether it's monthly or every three months or every year. Um, and then, but I, I keep it consistent. So if I write down, I think they make this per month or this per year, I keep it consistent with all five. Then I add up those five numbers. I divide it by five. That's where my income is. And if wow. you do that, you are going to be blown away by what you find. And then those thoughts and those feelings, if there's five people in your group and four of them are thinking about sadness and depression, you are sad and you are depressed Yeah. regularly. If there's five people in your group and all five of them you associate excitement with or joy with, you regularly feel excitement and joy. Yeah. And, and then the thoughts, if, the, if, if they're thinking about God and business and money and service 
and just all these incredible things like how to progress, that's what you're thinking about. But if you're, if, if the people in your group are constantly thinking about the problems of society and oh, the politics are just so horrible now and we just have to do something to change this, this political system that we can't. Sorry guys, unless you are, unless you are in that sphere thinking about Trump and all the <laughs> things that he's doing is not gonna help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I've never heard it broken down like that to like the detail of like the income. Um, when you, this is for me, <laughs> when you like estimate their income, do you base it based on like what you know about them and where their business is or what they do for a living? Like, how do you like get an average of that? Because I know it's still a guess, but you know, hopefully it's an educated guess. Sometimes it's not a guess. Sometimes I know, I know how much my business mentors make, okay. um, because, because in business, that's that's a bottom line, and yeah. I believe in judging a fruit, judging a tree by the fruit it bears. Yeah. So, and that's that's a big deal. Um, but people that I, like friends that I hang out with is I believe when it comes to money, I'm not ashamed of it, and I and and I don't feel ashamed of talking to others about it either. So it's usually not a guess, like because if there's something I have I have friends that are like right here with me, like my like my best friends that have nothing to do with my business have no I have I have no gain in in their in their growth except for that yeah except they're my friend and as they grow I grow so he he could be making this much and I'm gonna be like well how about how, what if you added this habit or this habit or this habit or this habit and this one you know and then and then one of those sticks and then all of a sudden two months later he's boom here and the reason why I have that is because I'm being fed by people that make you know way more and then all of a sudden he, there he's feeding me stuff yeah. and then i'm feeding my circle stuff and that's that's how the knowledge circle works yeah. and i and i wrote an article called the law of 33 percent of knowledge because i believe that 33 percent of your time when you're when you're speaking to people or talking to people or or spending time um accumulating knowledge or or anything like that 33 percent of it needs to be where you are being taught you shut up you don't know anything you are letting this person feed into you so that you are learning you don't know anything and i'm just i'm just learning oh teach me teach me and then 33 percent is interpreting and these are the people that i was just talking about like the people that the friends that are just like right here with me that i'm going at life with that i'm going with we don't we're not doing business together necessarily all the time we're we're just friends but we Boom, 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 boom. Just like interpret what we're learning and like share it with each other where we're at and blah, 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 blah. And then 33% of your time has to be sharing and sharing and giving and giving and giving and helping and helping and helping and helping and helping and helping because you only have the capacity to hold on to so much. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it flows. It's the, it's the state of everything. It flows. It's going to flow through you or it's going to get stuck. So yeah. you want you want to have people like, even no matter where you're at with health, you want to have buddies, buddies to go work out with or but accountability buddies or whoever that is. You want to have somebody that is teaching you. And then you want to have some people that you're, you're encouraging, that you're feeding into and that you're, you're, you're pumping them up and you're, you're trying to get them to do, hey, I learned this and hey, I learned this and hey, I learned this because that's going to lift them up 
But at the same time, as you're sharing, you're going to be uh, interpreting it your own way and for your own personality, for your own body type, for your own spiritual path and all that. You're going to be interpreting it as you share it. And there's, there's some spiritual laws in that also. Like you don't want to build bigger barns to hold on to all this knowledge. You want to give it and give it and give it. And there's, there's an honor system with it. The more that you give away, the more that you're going to be able to acquire. So yeah. you give, you give knowledge Then all of a sudden you've released all this stuff that you learn. Well, well, I need to learn more because I have the capacity to, I have the, I have the space to. Yeah. You also get more out of it, I believe, whenever you're teaching it. And then whenever you're in that learning mode with the intention to eventually teach it, right? Because you right. tend to listen more and integrate it more. Because like, obviously, if you have to teach about something, you have to like be able to articulate it first, right? right. Um, right. Yeah, so I think a bit off topic but i know this is helpful for a lot of people so oh, like i i'm i'm ultimately no i'm ultimately gonna like go back and like take notes on this because like you are like just downloading a lot of wisdom on us today um so let me like kind of bring it back to the very beginning for you like if you if, if there's somebody here there's people here there's about 55 people that are doing the challenge today um with us and um you know, we're all in their, uh, how do you call this, levels of our journey, right? Some are just starting out as far as, um, you know, sugar addiction, the focus of sugar addiction. Um, some maybe have tried in the past, they failed, you know, kind of like, you know, you during the beginning of your story. Um, and some maybe um, they're, they're good with it, but they just kind of need to take it to the next level. So like, you know, let's maybe kind of give them like one one homework or one takeaway from this to where like okay this has helped me um i'm sure they can use all the other stuff that you, uh because that's powerful specifically with the five people that you hang out with i'm definitely gonna do that today <laughs> that is that is awesome um so yeah like what what is like the Let's do three, because I think one is like too simple, right? Because this is not going to be a simple process. Getting rid of anything or cutting off anything is not going to be a simple process. Um, so can you share like three, your top three? Yeah, Tips, um, strategies, number one is going to be, yeah. Number one is going to be awareness. And the thing, the thing about the things that I, that I, that I teach, I teach action. And if you're not willing to take action, and I teach simplicity also, I, I don't think it's easy to, to quit using drugs or to quit sugar or, or that. But I think that if you follow the simple instructions, it happens every time. That's my belief. Yeah. Um, number one is awareness. So what, what I urge anybody to do, and this goes, you can use this, this tool for anything from this point on in your life, whether it be um, the way you spend your money, whether it be what you're eating, whether it be uh, the workouts you're doing, the relationship you're in, anything like that, get a journal that's about this big that fits in your pocket. And every time that you go to eat or drink something with sugar in it, if we're just going to specifically talk about sugar, yeah, you have to pull it out of your pocket, write down the time and exactly what you ate or drank at that time. And the thing is, there's no shame in awareness, point blank. There's no shame in awareness of where you're at. So as you pull it out and you just write 
write it down. Just, hey, I had a Coca-Cola at this time. I had a Snickers bar at this time, whatever it is through that day. Okay. And then the thing is, is that after a week of doing that, you're going to notice habits, not just, not just a sugar addiction. Like I had a, I had a habitual life circled around using drugs. It's, it's a habit. Um, so I think, so you'll become aware, okay, whoa, this whole week at 8.30 in the morning, I wanted Coca-Cola. Boom. Okay. Wow. Every lunch break, I had a Snickers. Okay. Boom. You, you're aware of that. Okay. Now, what do you want to do? You don't, you, you don't want to have the sugar or, or do you want to replace it with something? So then if you, if you know at 8.30 in the morning, every morning you're having a Coca-Cola, what are you going to replace that with? A really good thing is an apple. And that's, maybe it's not, I don't know. I'm not like, a, <laughs> but like I know that an apple will give you, will give you a, a sense of that, the same kind of sugar, but it's a healthy sugar. Yeah. And you'll automatically, you can start retraining your brain that at that time you have an apple. And this is just, this is something completely random. You can pick whatever you want. First step is awareness. Second step is is where you wanna go. So you wanna know what you wanna do instead of what you don't wanna do that you became aware of. And then number three is the decision. You have to decide to do it. What does that take? If you're having a Coca-Cola in your house, Every morning at 8.30, it's going to be extremely powerful for you to make that decision, go in your refrigerator and throw out the Coke, throw it out, go to the store, buy a dozen apples and put them on your counter or put them in the same drawer as the Coca-Colas were. Yeah. Then that same, the same habit of going into that drawer and grabbing a Coke, you just, all you're doing is grabbing an apple and you get, what you're going to notice I promise you, I promise you, what you're going to notice is a confidence and a freedom and a, and a empowered, encouraged, and you're just, you're going to feel amazing about it. The thing is, though, you have to make the decision. I, I don't like, in my line of work, like literally on my birthday, on my birthday, seven new people hit me up about their family member or their friend or their loved one that they, they want me to help get sober. And the thing is, is that I tell them here's, you know, have them message me here because I'm not going to go chase people. And, and honestly, like, this is me just out of the bottom, like out of the love of my heart, because recovered on purpose doesn't work to get people clean and sober. It helps people that are already recovered already got got out of it and then if i was to go into my my messages and read you how i talk to people that are using i give it to them straight like you have you have a nine-year-old son and you're using heroin you you have a very high chance of dying and never getting to talk to your son where he can understand it i shoot it to him straight this is where you're at you don't have an option. Yeah. And the thing, and you, I can't do it. Your coach can't do it. But I promise you, 
if you can if you can get in your mind that you want to quit sugar if you can get in your mind that it's something that you want to do i promise you there's another level where you believe that you can and that's where the decision comes in and sometimes the decision can come before the belief that you can yeah usually you just it happens that way <laughs> yeah yeah usually it's that way I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, when they ask me, how did you get over your sugar addiction? Because mine was very intense. And the, the bad thing about sugar is that it's everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I keep telling them, look, the, the, the need was still there, you know, but I, I made it an intention to not have it. Like I used to like go to a restaurant and the first thing that I would look at was the desserts menu. <laughs> Right. Because like I want to have my dessert before my, my actual entree. Um, but now, like I wouldn't even like go and look at like what dessert like I don't even want it. Like I don't even think about it. Right. But it starts with that decision. And right. I love that, that that practical application that you just said, the awareness and being able to journal it. Because, you know, it, it's not you know shaming yourself, like you said, but it's just giving you data. You know, it, yes. it makes it real. It gives you like an objective way to look at what you're experiencing. And then now that you have the data, you have the power to now make the changes, like you said. And it really is. Um, that's why it's called 10 day break free from sugar, because you really do break free. Because once you feel that confidence, it's like, wow, I'm so proud. I chose the apple over the Coke. Right. Yes. Um, do that yes. every single day. Like you said, it stacks. And like. And then you start to feel better from the inside where that need is not so strong anymore. And then your yes. habit is getting stronger. And so like they, they work in synchrony with each other. Um, but it starts with that intention and that awareness and then being able to intentionally choose the apple. This is an example. Obviously, apple is not a, a keto fruit, <laughs> but it is an example. But choosing that alternative habit, the, the habit that will move you forward um, versus the, the habit that has been tearing you down. Um, right. Because you, you do lose confidence, right? Whenever you just give in and cave in to that need, like you do lose confidence in yourself. It's like, I'm just letting myself down all the time, right? And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Um, and then you've been doing it on your own. You don't know if there's other people out there. Like when I was suffering from um, sugar addiction, I, I'm like, Am I going crazy? Because I don't know if like other people are like, you know, addicted to sugar too. Um, and so, yeah, there was something else that I wanted to talk about that you kind of touched on. But anyway, well, I want to touch, touch on something you said. Go ahead. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay to fall once. Once. Um, the, the moment that you stack two falls, like if you make a decision to not have a Coke, and you go six days and you have a Coke, do not beat yourself up. Boom. Day eight, jump back on. If on day eight, you drink a Coke again, your odds just fell dramatically. Tell a, me a little a bit about that. What's that? Tell me a little bit about that. What, what is going on there? Um, we're human. We're human. We mess. We mess up. Um, I, I personally believe that anybody, anybody that wants to make a decision, can can cut everything off that they want to cut off, 
And from now on, never go back. I believe that fully. In my experience and what I've seen is that people that fall and immediately tell their coach or immediately tell their accountability group, immediately say, hey, I, you know, I had a Coke today, uh, immediately jump on it. They actually oftentimes are, are the ones that are going to encourage the people around them the most. And jumping back on, like knowing, hey, I messed up because I'm human and boom, I jump back on the next day. That's, that's, you're going to have a lot of empowerment from that specifically also. I want to encourage everybody to take it on to not mess up once. But if you do, hear me now and keep this in there. Jump back on. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I've, I've missed many days where I said I was going to go to the gym. Many. <laughs> yep. But the next, the next day, I have to jump back on. Yeah. Yeah. Or else I start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't go to the gym anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. Is that re that repetition that really like what what habits are you actually repeating? What habits yeah. are you reinforcing day in day out? Right. Because I used yeah. to not look forward to my workouts, you know. But we don't all start looking forward to our workouts. But once you get into that thing, that flow, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the gym today, and it's gonna feel amazing, you know. Um, but it starts again with that commitment, the awareness, and then the commitment um, to to do those two things first over and over again before you get into that that place where you no longer have to because it's now like integrated into you it's mapped into yeah. your brain basically yeah, into your yeah. being so yeah, yeah. um so hold, go ahead what you're gonna notice when you when you create a new habit around something that you wanted to get rid of if it was uh, like we're gonna keep using the coke and the apple habit sorry about the apple not <laughs> That's okay. the coke and the apple but what you're gonna notice is that um when you quit drinking the coke and you start eating the apple and you do it consistently for a certain amount of time, you're actually going to notice that subconsciously you're, you're already growing in other areas of your life yeah. that you're not trying to. Yeah. They've actually found that people that make their bed every morning have, I, I'm not going to say the number because I don't remember it, but a significantly higher credit score. Wow. Just by making your bed every morning. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. There's, there's certain, it's called, it's called a keystone habit. Something that is simple. Something that is simple that you do every single day. Boom, 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 boom. Every single day. But your mind, it automatically thinks, okay, I can, I can trust myself. Um, I'm, I'm, I work on myself. I make good decisions. Your mind will subconsciously begin making better decisions because you made one and stuck to it. Yeah. You'll, you'll notice, like, I didn't, I didn't start um, the, the health thing. As soon as I started working with Adam, I, I was going, I think at the time I was going to the gym like three days a week. But then once I, once I was doing the, the food intake and, and, the, and the vitamins every morning, like every single morning, the first thing I do every single morning after my, my spiritual thing for about 10 minutes, I go straight to my, I have a, this, this water bottle. <laughs> And I fill it with uh, Himalayan rock salt or rock, yeah, rock salt and lemon. I shake it up and I take my vitamins and I drink the whole thing. 
I can't remember the last time I missed that. Yeah. I can't remember. And that's so simple. It takes me two minutes yeah. of my day. And that automatically is already thinking in my mind, I take care of my health. Yeah. I'm a healthy person. Then throughout the day, if someone came up, if someone invited me to Taco Bell or McDonald's or something now, like I can't remember the last time I ate anything like that. Yeah. Not because, not because I judge somebody who does, right. but for me in my decisions with my life, that's not happening. Yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah. So, okay. You, you kind of touch upon when you said that the keystone habits and then you start your day with that, let's talk about identity because you mentioned identity, such a powerful word, right? So let's talk about that because identity, whether we like it or not, it dictates what we do and don't do, right? Because yeah. we think we're this, this way, so we act this, a certain way when we think a certain way, right? So let's yeah. talk about that. Like, how did that help you throughout your journey? Like, I'm sure that your identity as a drug addict and now uh, a recovering I don't know what you would call yourself because you're not even recovered, recovered, completely gone, completely broken free, right? I'm sure those two identities are very different, right? So uh, how is like being more rooted in your true identity helping you right now? Because I think that's something that that, that is deep that more and more people need to know. Yeah. More than the, just the, you know, I want to lose this muffin top, you know, because that's that's like, it's shallow, but it's also important to a lot of people, right? But at the same time, it's like whenever we make that deep um, change in our identity is when we truly make that transformation, right? So tell me how impactful that was for you. Yeah. Um, if we're really quick, if we're going to talk about losing a muffin top, um, instead, of, instead of telling your mind, I, I want to lose this muffin top, I want to lose this muffin top, I want to lose this muffin top, you want to tell your mind, I'm a healthy person. I eat healthy. I work out. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this because your mind, your mind is not able to read negatives. So if you tell yourself, like, like if you're a major league pitcher, you know, they, they teach pitchers, do not tell yourself, don't throw a ball. Don't throw a ball. Don't throw a ball because your mind, your subconscious mind is not able to read don't or won't or can't. Your mind will automatically read throw a ball throw a ball. So instead of lose a muffin top, lose a muffin top, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. You're actually telling yourself, I I'm, I'm overweight. I have a muffin top. That's what your subconscious mind is actually hearing. Yeah. So to shift that and become an identity, like right now I have, I have three, here, let me grab them. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what you guys are watching, thanks for your comments. Thanks, Angela. Yeah, that's awesome. Angela says he, she loves her, your passion and energy. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, I have these on my desk. So just, just cards. I am confident. I am influential. I am spirit-filled. I just have, you see how it's folded? Because it's, it's, sitting, it's sitting on my desk. And they've had, they've had varying degrees of success with positive affirmations because if you don't believe it, it's not going to work. Yeah. But if you believe that you are healthy, 
and that you're going to the gym, you can literally tell yourself that in the mirror or at your desk every day. And it'll implant more and more and more. And what you'll notice is that you'll actually hear yourself throughout the day thinking that without, without meaning to. Like you'll hear yourself, like if you, if you tell yourself in the morning, um, I eat healthy, I take care of my body, I'm a healthy person, I'm always progressing in the way that I feel, the way that I act, and the way that I think. I'm, I'm constantly bettering myself. I'm constantly improving myself. If you write things like this down and you read them to yourself and you believe it because you're taking the actions within, within 21 days, and I'm not talking about 21 days to fix a new habit or whatever, but within 21 days, literally, you probably won't even have to read them anymore and you can replace them. Those, those are only a week old. Those are the three that I decided uh, eight days ago to have on my desk. And the thing is, is it's because I was struggling with, with some stuff. Yeah. I didn't think I was actually influencing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff that we, talk, we tell ourselves sometimes. Yeah. It, it's lies. Yeah. It's lies. You are not, you are not an overweight person. You are not an unhealthy person. You are not these things, these identities. You are, you, you, you're, you're the sum of the actions that you take. Yeah. And it doesn't. It does not take long. A lot of people think that it's going to be so much work and so much to do this, so much to do this. In my, in my experience, in my sobriety, every six months of my life, I have looked back in awe. Like, I have no idea how I've grown this much just by simply doing these action steps every day. People think it's going to be like to lose weight or to, or to gain weight like I wanted to do it's actually not going to take you as long as you think. If you want to lose weight, listen to some David Goggins. Have you heard of him? That dude is like ridiculous. In three months, he lost what, 150 pounds or something? It's crazy. His story is crazy. Yeah. He's so crazy. He's still doing crazy things. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much. This has been like you're on fire. <laughs> and you're standing. That's why you're standing, because you can't sit still, yeah. probably, <laughs> with all this energy. So thank you so much. So um I, I need to give uh the guys the homework, the all our challengers homework for today. So I want to give them with your permission what you said, the three steps, right? So awareness and then um writing it down and, and being able to replace those habits became aware of that's not pulling you, pulling you towards your future. And then the third is committing in the decision to commit, right? And is um, that going to be the homework for the next 10 days over the whole challenge? Yeah, just, for t- just for today, for today, because we have one topic each day. Okay. So, um, yeah. For the homework, it's really hard to do the, the whole thing for one day. That's true. I would say, I would say to um, like pull out a journal and write what you ate, like think about it for the last week. If you want to become aware, you can do that. You just have to actually give the time and think like what I ate. And if you can't go back a full week, go back three days and think about everything you ate for those three days and write it down. You can't just think about it either. I promise yeah. you there's something powerful about writing it down. So yeah. if we're going to do the aware, all three of them, go back, go back at least three days and write down everything you, you ate those three days. Yeah. Well, actually, I want them to start being aware today, uh, but they can have that 
that journal for the next 10 days because we're yeah. basically talking about one habit and then building up on it each day Got that it. they learn something new. Um, and this is what something that I, um, when you talked about, you know, if, if you're talking to a dad who's a heroin addict, like I'm thinking about sugar, like sugar, um, a lot of people, and I'm, when I talk about sugar, I talk about like, you know, potatoes and, and rice and bread and pastas, not just like plain sugar and desserts, right? Yeah. You know, the, the effect of sugar is more long-term. It's not something that you see in a year or two years and three years yeah. it's that will affect our health basically as we age and our bodies can handle it anymore. Um, and so like, I want, I want our challengers to, to start thinking about like, and, and it, we're going to unfold this over the next few days as we kind of dive into science, as we bring doctors into the, the challenge, you know, like how it's affecting us you know, not just from a health standpoint, but like from a productivity standpoint, you know, and I, I think that as they become more aware and start to replace those habits and then start to commit where they're doing this every single day, that they're actually um, going to realize how different they're thinking and feeling and acting because 100%. That, that they're not putting the, 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 such low energy fuel into their bodies anymore you know yes. so i want to kind of just paint that picture for everyone that decides to do this um day one um exercise and so i also want you guys to go live <laughs> on this you know like what you know once you've done with this right now after the live is done and so tonight you know what were some of the things that you became aware of from just logging this um, and then what are the habits that you're going to commit to, or even one habit, right? Because let's start with that. Let's make it simple. Just one habit that you're going to commit to over the next 10 days to replace that initial habit to, and then, you know, tell us what, what that is. And just awesome. part of that is just like announcing it to the world, right? And being accountable to the 50 to 55 other people that are doing the challenge with us. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said when you confessed to your coach i saw that as a confession you didn't say confession when you told your coach but that's yeah. like you have to say it to somebody right yes. and have them hold you accountable so this is going to be kind of your confession to this the 55 yeah. other people that are doing the challenge so um if they want to learn more about what you're doing uh want to maybe connect other recovered um how do you call your people recovered on purpose um recovered I, I want to reach the whole the whole addiction community i'm actually like the amount of people that hit me up for to help their loved ones um that are struggling with addiction i have to figure something out because it's um yeah. I'm, make, I'm gonna make a whole res, resource page on my website um for that specifically i'm not it's not my specialty because i it's just not um right. but i have to i have to help the those people so i'm gonna create that um so anybody that's in the addiction sphere, but in reality, like, um, everybody's touched by it. Like I've had the most random people you would never think are like, Hey, my son is dealing with his heroin, you know, like people up here, yeah. everybody's touched by it. So thing is that you never know, you never know what, you know? Um, so if they want, if they want to like recover on purpose, what I was going to say though, uh, if you want to, if you want to add me to the group, um, if anybody has sure. any, uh, if anybody, like, if you want to, when you go live, if you tag me in the video um, and have any questions for me or like, um, or about the process or about anything like that, 
um, I'd be happy to, for today and tomorrow, uh, feed into the group with, with whatever questions you have from this live. Sure, sure, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I don't see any questions right now, just lots of comments. So um, I will add you to the group. I'll tag you on this live as well. And like Adam said, once you go guys live or if you just like still a little shy, just want to write it down and make a post, just still tag Adam and me and um, we'll get you taken care of. So Adam, thank you so much for your time. You brought the fire like I expected. Um, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank, thank you, you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Keto and Life Hacks. Be sure to tap on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes if you found value in my show or simply tell a friend who can benefit from it. You may also visit my website at thesugarrebel.com for some awesome and free keto resources. For information on how to find me on Instagram and Facebook and to ask me your keto and biohacking questions directly. Be sure to check in regularly for the newest episode. I'll see you soon.